Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Assalamualaikum everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of MPL. Today I'm joined by Misha and Randa as well as two amazing guests, Zane and Hanima, which she probably won't tell you, but I'm related to her. I don't know why she always like does not tell people. I don't know if I'm like embarrassing you or something, but whatever, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, today's topic is going to focus on sort of experiences from a female perspective, mainly on the sexism that they may have faced throughout their experiences in university, family, and just like life in general. Um, you're probably wondering why I'm here. I'm just here to moderate and maybe add a male perspective here and there. So it's going to be mainly the other four people talking. Uh, talking. But before we get into it, um, Zane and Humayma, do you guys want to just quickly introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Humayma. I'm also Faisal's cousin. I'm not embarrassed of him. I just wasn't sure if he wants to make the public known that I'm related to him. So anyway, um, it's nice to be here. I've been listening to the podcast, so I know what this is about. So interesting to see everyone here. Awesome. Right, and I'm Zane, and um, I'm not related to anybody here, but uh, <laughs> it seems like a fun thing to be. <laughs> um, and I'm just here because uh, this is a topic that I'm very, very passionate about, and I can literally talk about it for days. So I'm glad to be here on a very limited time limit mind you but uh i'm super excited to get to talk about it, especially with such incredible people so um yeah i can't wait awesome so um we're gonna dive straight into it there is this concept uh i, I think it's prevalent for men and women but i think it's more so for women in our communities that sort of like the end goal or so to speak is always like for a woman to get married and have a family and like raise kids and i think recently there's been a bit more of a shift to a different mindset where you know you try to balance that home life as well as the education and being successful from a societal point of view so have you guys sort of experienced that with respect to having your goals seen as secondary or less important to you know potentially getting married finding someone settling down like that whole thing yeah i'll actually start um, because it's very close to home so i got engaged last year and since then, the number one question I get asked anywhere, <laughs> yeah, anywhere at any time, when's your wedding? When are you going to get married? And the second I say like, oh, I want to finish school because like, I'm in the teaching program. So I still got one more year and I'm even planning to do more school after. And I was like, you know, I'll see, but I just, I want to finish school first. First thing I hear is, but your kids, I'm like, 
I'm still engaged, mind you. Like, there hasn't even been a wedding. There hasn't even been talk of kids. And we're already jumping God knows how many years. And then, you know, I get the kids from here. And then I get the, oh, but then, like, you know, you're, you'll be too old to get married. I'm like, I didn't know I had an expiration date on my forehead, but okay. Like, so it's just, it's so, um, you know, no matter how much I talk about what I want to accomplish or what I want to finish, the first thing anybody will care about or anybody will, you know, lean towards. And mind you, like, it's, it's very, um, like, it's, it's not, it's not right to say everybody because not everybody does it. Um, but a big majority of the comments I get are, you know, but the wedding, but the time and your age and your kids. And I'm like, ah, those are not relevant right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's, that's very close to home. That's very close to home. <laughs> Let me just add on to what Zane said. I don't know, again, I might be um, generalizing the culture, but I think the Arab culture and on a broader scale, the Pakistani cultures are very similar in terms of, I guess, the age limit of a girl to get married to. I guess there's like a boundaries or something. Like I'm 23 and I'm only like a year older or two years older than from some of you guys. But I just graduated, mind you, I just graduated and I had some like family come and see me. The, the day I the day I finished my last exam, I had someone to come see me. I'm like, mom, hell no. <laughs> I am sorry. Because I wanted to originally I wanted to become a become a cardiologist but that plan had to be adjusted because my mom kept talking to me let's say you know like I know you want to become a doctor but you know down the lane you get married and you have kids what the hell are you gonna do and I'm like I will figure something out that's like 10 years down the lane five years down the lane you know so like even though like I feel like I finished my university I still feel like everything I do going forward whether it be something in the medical field or like something I want to I want to study further I have to be mindful of, I guess, what career I'm taking or what, mm-hmm. what kind of course, I mean, what schedule or whether it be the work schedule or whatever I do, because then, you know, like there's a whole concept, like, you know, you, if you get married, you have to adjust your lifestyle according to that. But at the same time, you have this concept that, oh, girls cannot get married when they're older. I mean, there is no expiration date, as you said, saying so like, I mean, hilarious. there's nothing in, and in, at least in Islam, I think, I mean, I don't know about their culture, but at least in in broad brown culture, um, we do mix up. It, uh, we do have like a con- uh, overlapping of what Islamic culture, what Islam requires, and what cultural are boundaries are. I guess so. Like a lot of them is like confusion. Like there's no one. There's nothing in Islam that says, "Oh, girls cannot get married later." In Islam, it also says that girls can get married when they're ready to, not when they have to be forced to. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that there's nothing wrong in girl in in a woman being more educated than the guys, or vice versa, you know. Like so, I think at least in what I see in my own culture and in my own fam, extended families, whatever, is that there's there's mix up between what the culture is and what the Islamic perspective is on that. And I think that's where the misconceptions comes in comes mm-hmm. in from. Sorry if I talk long, by the way. No, no worries. But I just want to add, I really relate to that whole thing of how are you going to balance this with your career? So Mm -hmm. I thankfully have never had someone say, like in my family or the people I interact would say, don't get educated or they're always actually pushing me to like, go for a master's, go for a PhD, do what you want to do in that regard. But it is true that I I think it just started when I was in high school, probably, that whenever I was considering a career path, I was always reminded do whatever you want, but keep in mind that you still have your other responsibilities, such as like when you have kids or when you're married, like uh, cooking, like cleaning, like, you know, having, raising a family, spending time with in-laws and things like that. So keep in mind, does your career, chosen career path allow you to do that? And I remember the very first time I heard that, 
like it feels natural like it doesn't feel like a foreign yeah. thing it feels like oh yeah of course i have to think about it why didn't i think about this before and that's something i consider every single time i like you know change my mind about what i want to do that's something top of my mind but i was talking to a bunch of guys like that i know from university or in the family and stuff and they have never thought about that or i think very rarely i think out of all the guys i've talked to about this only two of them said they had ever considered that everyone else was like no my career is completely different than like whether i choose to get married or like family and all of that so i feel like that's the burden that's placed mostly on women and women have to think about that and the very astonishing thing for me was i thought this was only a cultural thing like you know arab and brown cultures we or like islamic thing that like cultures that are mixed with islam will consider this more but no i remember i well i did this program with the london police service and i don't know if you want to when you got arrested <laughs> no i, I have like, never gotten arrested notes <laughs> This is your review okay. for the MSA, just saying. Because always likes to say that I got arrested. I would like to clarify, I never got arrested. The fact that there needs to be a clarification. Are you sure about that, sis? That's not what I heard. You also told us where to get drugs in London, so I'm not sure about oh, that. Oh, I can... They're ruining my rap. This is not true. I said That's I heard. Good. I was asking for confirmation. <laughs> Off topic. Back to topic. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, once again on the topic, make sure I know what you're talking about, just for research. Um, can we get the MSA VPPR in here quickly? <laughs> <laughs> Even the police officers, like female police officers, when I was talking to them about the career, they told me, oh, it's a great career, but if you're thinking about raising a family, it's hard. Like that, even it was these women who were not from Islam, who were like within this very white, like Western culture, Mm-hmm. realized that because I wanted a family in the future, they told me, you, you have to consider this. But I never heard them tell that to any of the guys surrounding us. And I don't think they, like, it wasn't meant to be a bad thing. It was more so, like, they were caring. But mm-hmm. that's just a reality of the way our world works. No, I think it also, and i sorry to jump in. Please mm-hmm. feel free to no, touch no, me ahead. or whatever. But I think it's also, like, I mean, the gender roles or the the definition of the roles within the families or or within the uh, culture that defines what women's roles are and what mm-hmm. guys' roles are are very different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's where, I mean, at least for how I've raised up, I know like my mom's, I mean, I don't mind doing housework and stuff. That's just what I do on my free time anyway. But like, <laughs> I also have a passion to do what I want to do, right? Whether it be like activism work, community work, whatever. But I also have to like, let's say I'm going to hang out with my friends doing whatever like I have to be like okay I'm leaving my house at 12 p.m I gotta do like all the chores before that yeah like it's it's built in ourselves that we have to do something whatever we do but it doesn't mean that you have to risk your career or your professional life for it you'd have to try to balance it out and I think that's where like a lot of us I don't know like a lot of us are kind of like struggling in that phase where how do we as a career woman or a working woman have to balance the family life or the family duties but what also says about this is that it's more polarized on the woman and the female yeah, I was just gonna say. Uh, female um, individual of the family as compared to the male counterparts because that's wrong and I think male counterparts also have their duties you know like it's not like if you know like I mean if I come home at 8 p.m I'm not gonna cook fresh food for you sorry you can make something for me once in a while you know like yeah you know like you have to like balance out the duties I guess so I think that's where 
at least I, I hope so. Well, the future generations also understand that the balance needs to be there for both person to improve professionally and in their own private lives as well. But the fact that we have to think about balancing it because it's so polarized mm-hmm. is the issue. Like mm-hmm. if men were doing their part or like the partners in a relationship are doing their parts, there wouldn't need to be this worry that I have this many things to do. That's kind of like when, you know, like moms go on vacation or a trip and they're like writing down like very, very, very specific to-do lists for their fa- for the father as if the father will have no idea what to do mm-hmm. with their kids. Mm-hmm. Like that whole concept just means like the mom is expected to know and do everything whereas so so we wouldn't even have to consider it the way that Mm -hmm. we do or think about balancing it the way that we do if it was like an equal involvement just in like a complementary type of involvement in the first place so that's I think what the core of it all is it's just understanding how we're meant to complement one another and just not completely polarize it to one that we have to think about oh my god mm-hmm. but will my career allow me to work eight hours and then still do eight hours worth of work and then also sleep and all of that you know um, but yeah, like fathers are sorry go no the example you just gave about like you know when moms go on vacation that really the thing is it doesn't matter whether it's like our cultures or just larger western society in total that's prevalent everywhere and this is an issue that like surpasses any boundaries or cultures and things like that fathers are praised like fathers who stay home or like let let the mother go on vacation and take care of the kids are praised saying you know, like, look at what a good father he is. But yeah, no one will ever say that about a mother because that's just, you know, she's expected to do that. Absolutely. But let me, I'm sorry, I'm going to be a devil's advocate here because, sorry, that's just how my brain works. But have you ever considered that one, the point that you brought up, Zane, by the way, about how, like, I think it's the, I don't mean to be rude, but I think it's the previous generation guys that don't know how to balance the things out. Our generation or the future generation are learning that thing as we go along. And, like, at least I see my cousins nowadays, like, you know, they do their own dishwashing, they do their own, like, take out their own lunch, make their breakfast, I'm like, thank God, you know, like, they're learning. I know, because sounds like that, too. So, like, I think it's our generation and the future generation that are learning, but also, it's very different from what the Western culture is and what the Eastern culture is. In Eastern cultures, is like, guys in Eastern culture, even in previous generations, don't do that, because they're not taught that way. But I think living in Western culture, we've learned that we're trying to balance it out. So, obviously, I think that the mentality of the male partner or the male person as well is going to be different whether you're in eastern culture eastern countries or in the western countries so i'm sorry i i don't agree with that i think there is a difference but i think it exists in both cultures they just exist differently even like between girls and guys being raised here or like in western societies and being not part of any other cultures there is still that difference yes they're not it's not to the same degree, like the difference isn't to the same degree, but there is a difference even in these societies. So we can't say that this is like a more of an issue in Eastern societies versus here. I just think it's different like ways of sexism being shown. Nanda, what do you think? Um, I was just going to comment on how, I wanted to say this earlier, but (laughs) I was going to comment on about how, like, you know, women, we have to always focus on, like, how our career is going to balance out with our, like, future family life. Um, I don't know if you've ever had any of these experiences, but sometimes, you know, people would see 
and, and of course I can only speak from like a like Sudanese culture point of view like people would see you would meet like some like pretty boss women who are like doctors or researchers and they're like they've surpassed the getting married age and they're literally kicking butt in whatever they're doing right they could be ceos of companies but then they'd be like oh is she married and then you're just like no she's not married they're just like oh she's not married yeah or even if she's married they'd be like but does she have kids and if you say no she's like oh poor girl she doesn't have kids and so i'm just like all of like what why does getting married and having kids why is that the bar for what yeah absolutely this is so good because we've been talking Fizan. do you have any like (laughs) you've been quiet Fizan. any any input i literally have been writing notes and i'm like i'm gonna say this this and this um sorry that's how my brain (laughs) okay so i i guess the first thing i wanted to say was with response to what misha said and like no like guys that you've uh come across have thought about it i for one have definitely thought about it i i I understand where you're coming from but um i know other guys who have thought about it as well and i think they're typically the ones who people would perceive as a little bit more mature a little bit more sort of like family oriented whatever whatever so i think it just kind of comes down to their own experiences and their ultimate goals because i also know guys who have like they only know that like the next two years they're gonna grind and make money and then they have no idea what they're gonna do after so it's sort of a mentality thing. It is what it is, right? I agree that I think more guys should think about it. But uh, I think there's plenty of females like that as well who just want to grind and make money. The second thing I wanted to say was um, I think we also sort of often romanticize this idea of like chasing our dreams and whatnot. I, I again, I guess person to person, right? For, for me, at least my ultimate goal, so to speak, would be having a good balance between work and family. For someone else, like one that was mentioning, it might be to be like a kick-ass CEO in Sudan. Like, you know, it is what it is. And so depending on what your goal is, I think you need to adjust accordingly. And I think we as people just need to like stop judging and mind our own business. And to build off of that, I think when like this guys or girls, I think it's very important for you to know what you want and not try to change someone. So for instance, like me, I definitely believe in the idea of work-life balance from a male and a female perspective. And to your point, Homema, yes, some days I'm going to be the one tired coming home from work and be like, bro, you need to feed me. And other times I'm going to be like, I need to feed her. It is what it exactly. is, right? So I don't think it's one-sided, but it would be unfair for me to get into a relationship with somebody and they are working like 60 or 80 hours a week. And then me trying to get them to change their lifestyle to accommodate me, it's no you you have to seek out what you want and then based on that you to assess your compatibility and the last thing i wanted to mention was i think kind of like commenting on the eastern versus western cultures like i understand that there's a cultural difference and i understand that there's a difference in mentality but i think we all have to kind of take a step back and just like study our religion and like lean back on the quran and sunnah because like from my understanding at least um when you look at the sahabas and the prophets and just like all these great figures in islam yes there were people who conquered the world there were people who spread and uh did dawah there were people who brought so much wealth to the muslim population but these were also fathers and brothers and community members right so i think we need to understand that our role is a bit more holistic and we need to be able to as guys and as girls contribute to the society but also our family because that's where society is really built from This kind of brings it back to the main issue, I think, is that no one doubts 
or it's very rare. I won't say no one, but it's very rare to doubt a guy's ability yeah. to do that, to be a like, father and be a good like worker and to like be successful in his career. But for women, we're not afforded that same luxury or that same like benefit of the doubt. We're told either you're going to be a good mother or like a good wife, or you're going to be a good career person. And it's very rare that someone is doing both or like they're treated as very rare to be doing both. I feel like there's a bunch of women who are doing both, but it's treated as like this, like foreign, like very rare thing. And everyone's like, oh my God, how you do it? Like, I don't know. So I actually just want to like, I, I kind of want to bring it back. Um, I really like what you were saying, Michelle. Not only we're not afforded that luxury, but I don't think it is just about balancing life. You know, you can balance mm -hmm. anything if you choose to balance something, you know, and at the end of the day, mm -hmm. the way you get into a relationship, that's a whole nother discussion of its own, like how you choose to split it. You know, that's mm -hmm. even down. Sometimes people put it in the contracts, like what am I responsible for, for a good? What am I not responsible for? But what it comes down to really is that back in the day, there was a time where women would either have to whether they wouldn't have any um any uh mat leave they wouldn't have like you know if they get pregnant that's basically like the end of their career um women on television happens. that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so like so but, but it was so much more prevalent like back then mm -hmm. that women were forced to make the choice to either have a family or have kids or not and then go on and choose their career so now it became it literally became a choice that they had to make and so if they wanted to build themselves in one way people will be you know shutting them down like you can't have kids can't have, don't have kids and it really did bring it down to the value of a woman has to do with her womb and it's just kind of like not only is that so wrong morally and ethically and mentally and logically and everything in between but it's also secluding so many other women who maybe just choose they don't want to have kids like nobody ever thinks of it that way everyone just thinking of it well does she have time or you know will she be able to okay but what if she doesn't want to and then the second you hear that there's a whole nother discussion so everyone just wants to be involved in the way a woman is supposed to go on about her life especially when it comes down to her career because then it stems back to the whole idea of if she is capable of doing this much men around in the company or men around her are going to feel more intimidated and the patriarchy starts, you know, popping mm -hmm. up, popping up, shutting right, down, right, right, right. down, right? So it comes from a whole, like, you know, policing women for Speak their choices. Truth. Yeah, like, it just started so long ago down to the fact that they would lose their jobs if they were to get pregnant, that it was something that Giga asked in, in interviews. Like, it's just, so these kind of things, you can't just say, like, it depends on the way that the families work or, or your or your balance because it's way like way more than that it's the fact that it's been policed from the very beginning and now we're mm. just kind of like all that culture that the patriarchy started now we're just kind of the product of it and now we have to have this innate voice in our head saying oh but like there's this there's this because you were forced to think about it and you were forced to make that choice and now it's just so commonly heard and so commonly thought of that it's something that you know, must come up in a conversation, must come up with your family, must come up in your own head. Um, so I think it's, it like stretches far beyond like what our generation or what our like familial mm -hmm. standards are, or what our personal balances are. It like stems like way far beyond that. The world sometimes just ain't on the woman's side. <laughs> no, and you're right. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very deep and a long issue. It's mm -hmm. not going to change overnight, but what can change is our discussions. When we mm -hmm. talk about exactly. these kind of things, it's going to change. Like no, may, no, no matter how many times you may have arguments with your families or your friends or whatever on what you want to do or what you think is what going to do or what you 
are thinking of doing and how you want your life to be like, you're always going to have these kind of challenges and you're going to keep talking about it. You know, like, I mean, for example, like in, I mean, we can take an example of any, you know, Muslim, no, it's the Hajj Muhammad. She's a, uh, uh, she's a, oh my Lord, she's in sports. I can't even, <laughs> sorry, she, like she's in fencing. So like, I don't know how many people like, you know, like I look up to her, like she's amazing. Like, I'm like, you know, forget about, like she, she stood up to all that policing. She's like, I don't care what people say. Like, I want to do what I want to do. You know, sometimes you have to challenge those boundaries. Sometimes you will make people sad because of what you're deciding to do with your life. But that's how you want to do. And again, as going to add something to what Faison said, like what I meant by Eastern and Western cultures, yeah, culture differences are there, mentality differences are there too. But I don't know if you noticed, but they're into the Muslim women. They're not taught a lot about, or maybe they are, maybe I was raised in a wrong scenario. I don't know. Like we don't have that much information or we're not that knowledgeable. You know, you in Islamic knowledge, you only become more knowledgeable when you seek out knowledge or when someone tells you about this, right? So like, yeah, you know the stories of Sahabas, you know the stories of the Prophet's wife and other um, important female figures in Islamic history. But how much of that do you actually know that you can actually go ahead and be like, oh, you know, this is what they did, so I can do that too. You know, like at least in, for example, in Pakistan, we didn't have those kind of discussions. Female, I mean, women weren't even allowed to go to the masjid. So like, uh, we don't even have those kind of discussions there. So like, and Dubai was a different scenario because I've lived in Dubai too. So like, there's those kind of differences too. Sorry. No, no, that's right. I just want to mention that I love, I definitely agree that we as a generation and when I look around me, things ha are changing and our discussions are changing everything and we're doing better than the generations before us. But the one thing that kind of irks me a little bit or the one thing I want to be careful of is we think because we're improving a little bit, that is good enough. Yeah. And that's the thing that really bothers me is, yes, we're improving, but this is not the level that we want to be at. The level we want to be at is way further ahead. So we have to keep striving and we have to keep on trying to be better. We can't say, oh, just because this is better than before, this is good enough. So, yeah, I just want to share that. RT. I wanted to kind of build off of what Humaima was saying um, in, in that, you know, women, they're not even given the opportunity to have these types of discussions. And so when you find a Muslim woman who is outspoken, she's sometimes referred to as like being too loud, too aggressive, too yes. opinionated, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And you also see this in certain Muslim influencers and politicians and like other prominent figures out there. So what is your uh, hot take on that? <laughs> oh, I have so much tell to me. say about Oh my this. lord. Do you want me to call my grandma so that she can tell you how much of an opinion And she she is she's a strong, independent woman and she will still tell me to not tell my cousins to do the dishes. So like Exactly, like same. I mean it's it's very funny. Like I mean part of I mean I'm now graduated from York University, but part of majority of my undergrad went into just doing so many chaotic things on campus, whether it be politics politics related, whether it be like Islamic stuff related, whether it be like program related, whatever it may be, just because I like doing that kind of thing. But then when I tell you to do the same thing at home, my mom's like, you better watch what you say. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, like you got to balance it out. So I, I realize, I recognize that I have been very, very lucky because every single female in my family, like 
I look back and every single one of them is such a strong-headed, independent woman that like I have trouble trying to think of a woman in my family who is not that way. So I recognize that that's like an insane privilege and that's amazing. And I that's a blessing. But beyond that, it's still so heartbreaking. And I, for me, I have to be honest, most of my experiences with sexism have not been in the Muslim community. And part of that is because before university, I wasn't that involved in the Muslim community. It's only after university that I've started becoming like much more involved. But throughout my life, whenever I've, so I'm really involved in politics. I go to like, I try and join all these different things. I'm really involved in my community with the library and so on. And whenever an experience has happened there or in council, on, like on the school board, like things like that, they really tear you down. I think I'm, I'm kind of venturing a little bit different than what we were talking about, but I think sometimes we underestimate the effect of sexism. We, try, we think of it as, oh, just ignore it. And like, you know, like you should be independent, strong and ignore it and move on. But it's not that easy. Those things really get you down. I still remember I was... Oh, I can't. Okay, I can't say where I was. I don't want to say where I was, but it was a political event in the police car (laughs) with handcuffs. No, but it was at a political event, and there were a lot of MPPs there. Mm -hmm, And this MPP came up to me, and we were and we're discussing issues, and like, and we're talking about healthcare. And I brought up the fact that marginalized communities have, even in Canada, have worse access to healthcare. And he started saying, like, that's made up facts. And like, you know, that's not possible in Canada. Everyone has equal access to healthcare. And I was like, no, we should have equal access to healthcare, but we don't. And it started like, and I had recently studied this. I had written a whole paper on it. So I started like citing studies and I was like, and he started, Andy doubted every single thing I said. He said, show me facts. And I, and because it, I had just recently written an essay on it, I think I submitted a day or two beforehand. I was like, I started telling him, I was like, you can look this up on your own time. This is all true. And this dude, you could tell he was, the way he was talking to me, it was like, he was humoring me. And he was like, oh yeah, like, what does she know? And the female MPP saw me. And we disagree on all political beliefs. But this woman came over and started just like kind of listening into the conversation about what's going on. And then my friend who I was with who was a guy came there as well and he and he started like you know people started listening in because like it was getting heated mm-hmm. and this dude goes he made like he made a lot of like comments all related to how maybe I was misremembering the facts I had seen or you know girls that aren't good with numbers so maybe you're just like you should relook he said this Literally, my heart so, is going up as you speak. Like, I'm, like, so angry and for the thing you. Is, and I remember in the moment, I was very headstrong. And, like, you know, like, I, mm-hmm. I was, like, you know, and he, like, everyone else, like, started joining in and became this whole, like, and then, like, you know, you, everyone else started jumping in and, like, mellowed the conversation down and it shifted. But my friend had that exact same conversation with him, apparently, before I had had it. And he had no issues with him telling him these things. He just had an issue with me saying it. And that's, I think, one of the best examples I can give of when you we were say his ego. sexism. Exists. I was just going to say that. I was and, just... and, and the thing is, afterwards, you feel so... I remember before I talked to my Wait. friend and found out that this conversation had actually happened previously with him, I remember thinking, yo, maybe I was... You start doubting yourself. You're like, yeah. yo, maybe I was coming off a little bit too strong. Maybe I should have spoken in a, like a softer voice or maybe I was telling him in a wrong way you start doubting every single thing you did because 
you're thinking maybe I it was something I did that made him not respect me but here's the thing there yes it happened I mean he definitely did <laughs> I am very angry so I'm trying to be very careful how I phrase my <laughs> words basically but you know like whether you're a female and specifically if you're a Muslim female visible minority Muslim they will attack you like no tomorrow whether it's a political event whether it's like at a health event whatever because they're doubting you they're doubting your capabilities whether as a woman or and even as a Muslim woman mm-hmm. you know so I think in those times we have to stay strong because it's not that we did not do our job it's because we're challenging the stereotypes we're challenging the norms out there you know like how many times do we have we often seen like a Muslim woman in a leadership position I mean things times have been changing agreed but it's kind of like we're challenging the norms and that's why we're changing it and if we don't change the norms we don't we don't become outspoken we don't become loud then there's going to be many different muslim female muslim women or female women of any villages and cultural background that are going to be always thinking that you know like i could not do that mm-hmm. because i had no one to look up to me or that this isn't me so obviously i have to change what i'm thinking you know like f- personally for me like i am outspoken i'm crazy depending on the times but i am who i am because of the support i had whether it be my family my friends or even like my professors and there's nothing wrong to be outspoken people will look at you weirdly but that means you're doing a good job by the way so like take it on <laughs> that's true so see like you had brought up like so many good points like i can just like go off for days but i remember i had a session literally just last week and it was about how i think there was an author and she had a pretty unisex name and she just she went by everything like digitally whatever it was just her name not not a lot of information came out and then once it had come out that she's a female everybody started like like just shitting on her theories and everything and i'm like so this exactly like it felt like i was literally reiterating that conversation but when it comes to like it's not i don't think it's the case that we just haven't had outspoken women like one mm-hmm. of the most prominent figures in islam is a woman you know like and we just i think it's what happened is that over time like like because there were so many different ways that um men wanted control and honestly i don't want to just say like men as in like to generalize them it is really just the patriarchy like this is an against men situation but the way that they could remain in that power and they could kind of emphasize that you know that they're the breadwinners of the family that they should know more they should do, they do that by shutting their counterparts down so that being said over time it's not that there weren't women out there it was just that they were surrounded by mm literally sharks waiting for them to bleed so they can just chop them down and have them leave in any way like what well, i don't know if you've seen the movie bombshell for example okay they were women in politics in well in in the news and politics in some in some sort of way and they have been like harassed abused like all kinds of things but they couldn't speak up because they were surrounded like they were in a very male dominated workplace that if they were to speak up she would just lose her, lose her job which a lot of them did exactly so it came to a point where you're literally the same way how we weren't given a choice to whether we're to go to work or have a family now we're not given a choice to either speak up or re- remain in those jobs so it's just like a big cycle of how can we control women like how can the system control women and so over top over top of that like that kind of 
watered down to, and you know what, like some men, like they might legitimately just not realize they're doing it because I'm not going to go ahead and assume that all men are trash, even though I might say it sometimes in moments of anger, but I like, I obviously don't mean it, but like sometimes they don't realize they're doing that just because whether it's their mom or grandma or, or whatever female figure in the family has just been so like, whether it's, you know, like calm collected and, you know, do as you say, like whatever it is. And they just kind of assume that, well, if I am the more superior in this household or in this position or amongst these women in my life, why would I allow someone outside of that to tell me that I'm less intelligent or that I could have anything less than what she does? Like what, like it, it kind of becomes like a battle of the sexes like like to them it's just kind of like well like I get I have to know more because then if I don't know more then my whole identity as the powerhouse of the they're like the mitochondria of the family house at this point they're like my position will get challenged and so then I lose it so that's why like men when they insult other men they call them names that are derogatory and just abuse their masculinity so they will say something like a girl like you know when you hit like a girl like it makes everything seem like being feminine or female is like a derogatory thing it's mm-hmm. like an insult like how could Dream you like think a girl. you run like a girl yeah exactly exactly and it's like those kinds of things just make women and femininity associated with being weak or submissive or just not capable and so when a woman does come and and challenge this idea that was brought into a man's mind because of the patriarchy, because of their family, because of culture, whatever it is, then it kind of comes to a shock to their own, like, personal, um, like, self-fulfilling prophecy that they've got going on. It's like, well, I, that's, nope. It hurts their ego. It hurts their ego. Exactly. Like, can't be me. Nope. I am almighty up here. Like, it can't be me. And so it's, so it's like an internal battle that becomes like a very external battle with, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess, but it's just all, like, a very, very, like, deep-rooted, like, thing that has to do with even, like, like largely toxic masculinity and how they're trying to mm-hmm. seep into what it means to be, you know, like, you know, feminine being weak and masculine being strong. Like, you know, emotions are one way versus the makes, other. It's just... And it makes girls feel weak for... Like, it makes you feel like you're wrong for being feminine. There's so many girls around me who are, like, if you do girly things, it's like, oh, like, you know, you always want to be like, Rhonda, you want to say on this? Go ahead. I know you want to say stuff. Listen, listen, the whole I'm not like other girls thing gets on my nerves. I'm my so Lord. sorry. I cannot. Retweet. I Retweet. literally cannot. Like, you can be into video games and t- be super into makeup. That's totally fine. Exactly. That doesn't mean you're not like other girls. It means you're a girl. <laughs> like, who, you're are, who, are other, who are other girls? What is other girls? Like, you can be a tomboy. You can be a tomboy. Tells us girls are. Exactly. That's what other girls exactly. are. Exactly. And that's like, and it also makes it like pits girls against each other as well. Mm-hmm. Because when right. a girl says I'm not like other girls, she's trashing other girls. Exactly. Hundred exactly. percent. And why anyway, do we do that? Thank you for letting me vent. I was going to say, it, we do that because of, like, this, like, innate, like, try to competition because our end goal is supposed to be to get married and have kids. So for us to make sure that the man is happy with who I, we are, we have to make sure that we are eliminating the competition. So I'm I think that's you, one oh, reason. I think oh, my God, I mean, Zane, that an- analogy was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one reason. I think the second reason is we're taught that there's only limited space for women in mm-hmm. these, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Positions of power, oh, yeah. so we're always fighting among ourselves to get that role. You, you don't see that as often in guys. Like with girls, every single thing is a competition because we're told 
you there's seven seats for guys and there's one seat for a girl so you have mm-hmm. to be you have to put each other down in order to get it you mm-hmm. rarely th- i rarely have seen girls in my life like build each other up because it, there's only if we're similar if we're both outspoken if we're both into politics guess what there's only one seat at the end it's right. you or me yeah it's a little either nikki or cardi Never exactly nikki and cardi <laughs> Exactly. I wanted to also mention, um, there's such a hyper fixation on the way a woman acts in social situations. Mm-hmm. And that does not apply to men. Mm-hmm. Like a man could be going crazy. He could be doing the wildest stuff. No one would say anything. A girl would laugh like just a tiny pitch louder. And it's the end of the world. And so I don't know if you guys wanted to comment on that. But that's also something that really triggers me. <laughs> The way you talk, your attitude, or being loud. The way you walk, the way you look at people. The way you say, you smiled for too long. I said, I was literally If you smile, I remember I was at the mosque and this lady was like, because I'm a naturally smiling person. Anyone who knows me knows that. And this lady was like, you know what? Especially at the mosque, you should smile less. Guys will get the wrong idea. And I was like... I have to share a story about this. Listen, and this is, and I can speak to this um, from like Jordanian perspective. So I was in Jordan and I'm used to hear you smile strangers as you pass by, you know, it is what it is. And I did that and the guy started following me. So I was like, hello, what is happening? <laughs> like, uh, so I go to my dad, hello, someone's following me. And he's like, what happened? And I was like, what do you mean? What happened? Nothing happened. And then my aunts were around. They're like, what happened? Why is he following? I'm like, what do you mean? I, was, I don't he's following he just passed by me and strangers you just smile me and they're like why'd you have to smile <laughs> i'm sorry um, what <laughs> why did i have to smile why did the man have to follow me i mean smile is a charity what the hell man i was like like i think jordan has really really benefited jordanian women have benefited from masks now because ain't nobody <laughs> can use that as an excuse right now what are you gonna do smile over your mask honey yeah, I think that's a I think that's a guy problem, to be honest. Um, you think? <laughs> really? All of these are talking, okay. smiling, <laughs> like. No, honestly, you guys uh, saying all this stuff. Um, I had never had to really <laughs> consider or think about these things. So, I'm even just like sitting in and like listening. Of to Of course, you guys, you're a guy. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, why I, you're I, a guy. That's why. The thing is, like, I, I understand. That's it's a family business. We ain't got involved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling Khala, watch. Um, um, Come at yeah. me. Okay, Bersam yeah, no, is sitting, I, Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Bersam is just sitting behind me. She's like, why is Faze on here? Time for me. <laughs> Hi, Bersam. I'm so glad he explained yeah. it in the beginning because then it just made it seem like you'd be here to explain. Yeah. No, I, I... Like you said, I... It's it's important for me to uh, understand that the privilege I have. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I was born like this, right? But I... I, I it is a privilege, 100%. Um in in the household in a professional environment um being able to smile at the masjid all that good stuff you know it's a privilege for sure and one of the common themes i think you guys have hit up on is um about the male ego and i think uh as as guys at least i think understanding that and addressing that and for me the way i look at it is when we look at like i don't have a sister but i'm you know like a lot of guys that i know do have sisters and then in the future they're gonna have daughters right so I think it's very important for us as like a generation now to set up a sort of environment where 
their sisters and their future daughters can look at more role models. Like, you know, you said, um, I think your name was Ibtihaj Siddiqui. Is that? Ibtihaj Muhammad. Muhammad. Yeah, the, the Muslim hijabi fencer. So like people like that, right? We need more people like that because when you look at it and when you're like, when you, when you have daughters and sisters growing up, they need someone to look up to, right? And when they have no one to look up to, then they fall into these sort of mentalities where it's like, you know, you're not allowed to smile. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to voice your opinion, et cetera, et cetera. So I think just understanding what kind of value that can actually add to like our Muslim community is, is, is really interesting and beautiful to think about because it really can and should add a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think all, all just, the guys need to like kind of put the ego aside for a second or for the lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I, but just before, and I know Michelle, you have one point, but just before, I think it should be more than just, you know, um, sisters or daughters 100%. or whatnot. Like at this point, like you are among women already, like uh, everyone you're talking about is among women all over. Um, it's not something you have to like wait for. And so the main thing is to take away is that right here in the now, empower women the way that society has not been allowed you know giving them that chance Mm -hmm. or giving us that chance for so long so once we start doing that from now we don't have to think about it's kind of like what Misha said earlier it's like a little bit of progress just makes it seem like okay like all right we're done we're good patriarchy Mm -hmm. removed you know so as soon as we start thinking about it as in in the now like right now like we have like the WNBA versus NBA Sometimes they will say, like, oh, they're doing something great. People will be like, yeah, but who cares about the WNBA? I'm like, I'm sorry. What do you mean, who cares? You don't care? That's your problem. So it's just, if once we start looking at it right now and, like, as a now problem and not in the future where it's, like, if those future girls will have uh, role models, then we are creating, because a lot of women are still growing right now. Like, we are still mm-hmm. creating that environment for them to grow and for them to be inspired and inspire others in the future. Let mm-hmm. them worry about how to inspire others rather than you worry about how you're going to set the tone to have other women inspire mm-hmm. them. And you the thing I, mean? I want to add is that it's great to have role, role models, but it's not the lack of role models that is stopping women yeah. from coming into these positions. It's not exactly. that. It's the whole patriarchy and the society we live in and the way we have been taught to do it. And the one thing I want to mention, Zane, you mentioned this briefly before, is that a lot of guys unconsciously or unknowingly are a part of the system. And I want to say the mm. same thing for girls too. It's not yes. that just guys are doing this. It's not just guys facilitating this movement. It's females too. A lot of us unconsciously or unknowingly, or maybe knowingly, I don't know, are a part of this. And one example of that is the example I gave earlier of putting each other down instead of bringing each other up. So in the future, we as females also, whenever we are, we have that position with a little bit of power, we need to make sure that we're facilitating and we're using that power for good for other females around us. We're not putting them down being like, oh, I made it. You got to make it on your own. No, make their mm-hmm. path a little bit easier. And also for the guys, like you said, Pizan, you had no say in getting this privilege, but now that you have it, what you do with it is 100% on you. Whether you choose to use it to help others or you you choose to ignore it and just, because even if you ignore it, guess what? It still benefits you. So now it's up to you whether you're going to ignore it and just keep it for your own benefit or you're going to address it and use that, like, honestly, the superpower that you have and try and help everyone around you get the, I don't think right now we're going to get to the same level, but if that's the goal, then maybe we can get to almost the same level. 
God, well said. Yeah. Agreed. 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 <laughs> agreed. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys have really opened my eyes up to this uh, new world of uh, a new perspective. Honestly, I, I I heard stories and whatnot passingly, but I didn't know it was uh, so close to home. So, uh, like, literally and figuratively. So um, we need a episode part sexism episode part two. There's so much to say. <laughs> there's so and there's so many gonna... aspects to it. Like there's so yeah. many branches to it, right? Like you brought up just... women's sports versus guy sports, like so much. Sorry, you were saying something? Sorry, I was just gonna add in that if you know, like how we how Misha said and how Zane said that, yes, we're learning our generation's changing, but Again, everyone is different, families are different, but I don't know if you've noticed this when it comes to like, you know, marriage talks or whatever, girls are scrutinized under that too. And that's like a whole different section. What I'm trying to get here is that if the guys know their privilege, please teach to, to your mother as well, that not to put down <laughs> the other gender, please. And if, if the girls are working women, that's fine. You can work out the balances. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But don't belittle her just because of what she wants to do and what she wants to achieve for herself exactly i'm gonna put it there 100 <laughs> yeah I, I agree with that i i've seen um i've seen a lot of people or i heard a lot of stories where like the guys even though they'll know it's wrong they'll just kind of let it pass they'll be like okay whatever like i don't i, I don't have to deal with this or whatever so i think yeah they i think that they have to speak up in that regard for sure it, it is it is it is tough because sometimes like they'll pull out the are you talking back to your mom you know and this is not what yes. the man says this and that so you have to navigate that path um uh you have to navigate that path tread lightly yeah you have to <laughs> tread lightly and you have to make sure it doesn't get into like an, a heated argument or anything but um i think challenging some cultural status quo is is important for progress for sure anyways um thank thank you guys for being here and thank you for the listeners for tuning in uh, hopefully we can have a part two either with you know you guys again or if there's other people that um, because i'm sure this isn't a perspective that's limited to the four of four and a half of us um, if you want to be a part of this episode message us i that's, do it. i'm telling you right now i'm telling you right, <laughs> messaging right now yeah literally i was like hey, hold on <laughs> and um on a serious note i know this was uh, focused on a female perspective and it's definitely more prominent from a female point of view but if there are any male listeners watching to this and you do think that it could be a fruitful conversation you'd be highlighting some areas where because there are like realistically some areas where male are disadvantaged compared to women um that could be an interesting episode to film um but yeah with that we're gonna wrap it up so thank you and uh, we'll see you in the next one all right guys um, bye, bye. mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner